Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost with Sunny, my little Maltese pup of six-month-old snuggled up beside me, and my African gray Holly over there ready to give a squeakaroo at any moment once he realizes I'm doing a podcast, and my two lovebirds over there in their little little cage. And um, so, yeah, I, I thought kind of thought this would be a funny topic, at least to get us going. Um, I'm going to call this injuries in the craft room. Those I've experienced and those I have not yet. And I had a little injury yesterday. Nothing, nothing major, but um, uh, this, this, this is life, and this is how it happens. Uh, so there, are, I, I was thinking, you know, how many of us have had little oopsies? And uh, so I will reveal all my oopsies. So one of my oopsies yesterday was uh, I live in a craft room that has a lot of tiny little drawers, little apothecary slash printer drawer style drawers, just tons of little drawers. Some are wooden, some are metal, some are plastic, but they're everywhere. And I'm in and out of them all day long, in, out, in, out, in, out. And um, um, let's just say sometimes I forget to close a drawer. So I dropped something on the floor, which happens every day in the craft room, and I have to get it fast because uh, Sunny will get it otherwise, so it's always a bit of a chase. So I, um, crafting away, dropped something and swung my head around to bring my my body down to the ground, and my face interacted with a corner of a metal drawer. And uh, so, yeah, there's my, my uh, I have a nice, uh, as we, my mother would call a bluebird, <laughs> um, ouch, on the corner of my head. And um, it actually caught it right at the hairline on the forehead as I was coming down. I don't know how I missed the drawer. I must have really been distracted. But uh, yeah, I was uh, um, taken out, almost taken out by the uh, little drawer. Um, uh, but Needless to say, a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and neosporin and um, uh, maybe a snack, and everything was fine. And uh, there, was, uh, um, there was blood. It was a very small amount. It was, it was scant. You almost needed a microscope to see it, but there was blood, let me just say. <laughs> I live in a high-risk situation. I'm, I'm one of those dangerous job women, you know? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Um, what else has happened to me in the craft room? Well, there's the old classic, who fell off? your craft, uh, craft room chair episode. Um, that would have been me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. During the middle of a video, I just sort of misplaced a butt cheek and off down. I went, (laughs) it was a soft landing though, thankfully, and all was well. And, uh, I have had others who have stepped forward and, uh, abashedly admitted to, um, also, coming loose from their craft chair. And this, this apparently does happen to people. So um, uh, then there's the old classic, uh, hey, want to slice off your finger with a craft knife move? And um, yep, yep, did that one. Not with the rotary cutter. No, nope, not with the fabric rotary cutter, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I was uh, cutting and not paying attention. So now I am like, I am super focused when I'm cutting and I never take my eye off that blade and I move slowly. And, um, so yeah, I, I sliced my finger pretty good. Um, it, it happened several times, let's just say over the years of crafting. And, uh, so I can say that happened and I have not sewn my finger in the sewing machine, but I have heard horror stories about others who have done that. Um, so don't do that. Don't do that. If you think you're going to do that, don't do that. Um, then there's the, have I been buried by avalanche of craft supplies? Well, I could tell you that 
Sometimes I overpile. I have a side table and then I have my main table. And sometimes I overpile my side table and the room to get between, like to get out of the uh, craft room, you have to squeeze between the side table and the main table. And sometimes my little tukus tends to grab a pile of something as it's going by. And there have been craft craft avalanches, yes, <laughs> where all sorts of supplies kind of go cascading onto the ground. I haven't been fully covered and buried and lost for days. That it's been close let's just say it's been close and um let's see what else oh how about almost hung by my microphone cord yep that's happened many times um not actually hung i just get stuck on it because i forget i have i'm tethered to my phone and i start moving around my craft room and i'm talking and then i get yanked back because i realize i am on a leash <laughs> yes <laughs> i know how it feels sunshine um Yep, mama is leashed as well. So there's that. Now, how about toxic exposure to, I guess it's not really an injury, but um, uh, I don't know if it's toxic exposure, but I always seem to be covered in glue and ink and dye and that. So I don't know if that's actually an injury, but I'm sure I've probably absorbed some of that and my liver is battling it to, to take care of that. Thank you, liver. Um, and what else? Let's see what else goes on in there. Oh, well, the, the classic bump your head into the, the your lighting. Yeah, yeah, I've done that about a million times because I've got one, one two, now I've got three lights and all my, my, I've got lights attached to the ceiling and I've got two, I got one, two ring lights and now I've just added a third big bright light. And I don't know, for some reason, it doesn't seem to make a difference, but they're all kind of trying to get into the same space where my head would naturally go. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're crafting, you're like, you're trying to get in there. You've got your camera. You're looking at your camera. Your, your lights are there and you're trying to see what you're doing. So it's, it's uh, quite an orchestration. Um, oh, okay. Maybe, um, okay. I don't know if it's an injury, but I guess it could be considered an injury. How about craft or crick neck? Yeah, there's one where you, you're looking down at your crafting for hours and hours and you're having so much fun and you know just having a grand old time and next thing you know hours have gone by and you can barely move your neck yeah that I've done that quite a few times that's actually why I got my um, standing desk just to help with that so I could put it at different levels um, and um, it's it's an electric one you don't have to get an electric one but you can just use a regular table with some boxes on it and put your stuff up like put out like a maybe two two boxes and then a, a board and you can raise a desk that way um so there's lots of ways to do it if you don't have an electric one but um you could also get manual stand-up desks where you, that you just hit a lever and it goes down and goes up kind of like a hydraulic system um but they really do help with the, the craft neck uh the crick neck the crick neck and then the um uh okay oh, how about crafters back oh yeah you know, um, I'm a sloucher. I'm a I'm a self-admitted sloucher, and I always have to remind myself to sit up tall, sit up tall, and um, um, sit up straight, and um, you know, do your few little back exercises, um, you know, as you're sitting there. Because if you do stay in that position for hours, it's important that you move a little bit. And um, then, uh, hi, honey. <laughs> um, then also, um, what else? Hey, I think I pretty much covered the, the bulk of them. I would say that would be it. I mean, what else do I have? A stub toe, maybe? Um, I don't really have a lot of glass in there, so I never actually break glass. I have to be careful of it. I'd be so scared that with little sunshine and his little tiny, tiny tender tootsies. Um, 
Let's see what else. Oh, I mean, have, oh, I mean, I have poked myself with a needle from hand sewing. You know, um, when I used to um, use thinner needles with a sharp edge, with a sharp point, I used to stick my finger all the time when I was threading my three-hole pamphlet stitch, stitch through. Um, that's why I, I really, really love the uh, blunt-ended darning or yarn needles, the big fat ones. And they so easily fit through the hole made by the Crocodile 2 Big Bite that it just glides right through. There's no biting or you know, yanking or hard pulling. It just goes. And um, I had more fighting and yanking and hard pulling when I was using the awl or the ice pick to make the holes just because the holes weren't neatly round or they didn't... Um, it wasn't of a uniform size. It was a very tiny size, so you really have to shove and push. And you know, lo and behold, apparently I resist wearing a thimble. I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I will not put one on. I never think of it. I always just like go to town trying to thread, thread, uh, whether I'm threading a, um, a button or um, sewing a little something like slow stitching. No, no thimble. Never, never would think about it. Never never crosses my mind it's it's a legendary piece of sewing equipment that has somehow just escaped me um but uh yeah so let me think of what else could happen to you in the craft room um (laughs) i'm just i don't know i'm having all these lucille ball images of things going on um i'd say it'd have to be you have to be careful not to accidentally drink your paint water um have I done that? I don't think I've done that. No, I don't think I have. I have occasionally brought um, some drinks in there when I'm not painting, but if I'm painting, I try not to put a drink close to it because if you rinse your paintbrushes out in water and you accidentally take a drink of that water, that could be bad. That could be considered an injury, I guess, or a damage, damage done. Um, what else? Let's see. What else can happen in the craft room? Um... Well, there's Holly woke up. He just realized, oh, mom, mom's doing a podcast. Where was I? I was sleeping. Okay, now I'm back on the program. Hello, everybody. Um, oh, I, I'm just looking at uh, a question I have here from a, a subby. She said, do you have birds? I kept stopping the video to listen. Um, yes, yes, I have birds. I have one African gray parrot and two lovebirds. And um, they Twitter. They Twitter um, at will. Um, I do not know how to stop the Twitter, <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's a very loud, shrill Twitter. Um, can't even be called a Twitter, more like a screech. But uh, you know, we do have a parrot, so uh, he likes to be um, vocal every now and then. And um, let's see what else. Um, so st- yeah, toe stubbing. Toe stubbing can happen, like if you're rushing in and out of the room, um, that can definitely, you know, you've got the chair, you've got several tables, there's a puppy at your feet, and there you go. Um, Yep, um, I'm thinking of what else, I haven't hung myself on my fan pole, no, that hasn't happened, Um, well, that's pretty much it. Well, why don't we roll on over to the uh, the questions, see if anybody's got some good questions. All right, here's one. Um, hey there, if I didn't want the cover to be black or white, can I just paint over the gesso? If so, what paint would be okay to use? Yes, so somebody's asking if they put gesso down, and it classically, it classically comes in white, clear, or black. Um, you, you can just paint over the gesso. The gesso will actually help 
your paint grab. Um, it's how canvases are primed for painting um, to give the canvas some tooth so that the paint doesn't just bubble and repel off the canvas. Um, it'll give it some tooth to grab. But then if you want to seal your paint over the top, which you can totally do, you can spray it with an acrylic spray, um, a sealant spray, a matte or a glossy spray, or you can put Mod Podge on it. Any kind of sealant will help seal your paint in as well if you're worried about your paint chipping, something like that. Um, the other thing you can probably do is paint your cover and then um, gesso on top of that. In other words, you can use the gesso as the top seal too. So you could gesso the bottom, paint over top, and then gesso the top. Um, or you can just paint the, the bottom and then gesso right over that. That would work too. Um, they're all going to give you a little bit different effects, but there you go. Um, let's see. Um, oh yes, the big quandary about the, uh, um, the glue bottles, um, for the icing bell, the icing bell, the, um, Sugar Bell's icing bottles, they're clear plastic bottles with a thin metal tip. And a lot of um, us crafters have been putting our Fabrifix in there because it, it allows us to distribute a nice thin stream of Fabrifix glue or Fabri-Tac glue, um, the clear silicone glues, um, and it works great until you try and get the main lid off again and you're trying to open up the big opening and a lot of us has found that it's glued shut and we can't get it apart no matter what. Um, but... Uh, um, we're going to keep trying options because it really does give a beautiful distribution through that tiny um, metal tip. But um, got to work around that. So far, I've just had to get a new bottle. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody's asking about sorry silk. And they asked me if I was saying sorry. Sorry, like I apologize. I'm sorry silk. No, sorry is from the Indian saris, the, uh, the dress, the beautiful... Uh, veil dresses that the women wear um, a lot of that material is recycled and because it's so beautiful and there's so many uses for it and different things that are used in we use it in crafts and arts and, and um, you know fabric design so many things so you can buy this stuff on eBay and on Amazon in I want to say is it a bool it's a bool isn't it Sunny did you, did you look last time you were on Amazon no he's not sure um, He's, uh, he said, ask Holly. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, you can buy it in um, basically like skeins uh, of yarn. Uh, I think it's called Sari Ribbon. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's S-A-R-I. Let me double check. Pretty sure. Sari Ribbon. Yeah, S-A-R-I. There's no H in there. I don't know why I was thinking there was an H. Um, huh. So there you go. Um, that will give you some idea. Let's see what else we have here. Do we have some questions? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, we got a few. 
Is glycerin usable? Love the look. Um, glycerin, she's asking about the making the faux leather and suede. Absolutely. You can use um, uh, glycerin or glycerin and water mix. Um, will help keep the um, glycerin as a natural humectant, so it's going to keep moisture, water, and softness close to itself. It pulls it towards itself out of the air, out of wherever it can find it, and um, it will help soften your your paper bags so you can make some cool journal covers out of it. Um, let's see. Um, so I think that is a good head start here. Um, let's see if we got any other questions here I haven't covered. You know, there's probably some from a while back where I'm trying to answer some. Uh, do you like to read in your reading socks? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get to see my reading socks very soon, I think on Friday. <laughs> um, if so, what are you reading? Author inquiry Ryan's want to know. Um, uh, okay, so um, I got my reading socks for two reasons. My reading socks are like... Um, big like as if you were living in Denmark and you had to keep your feet warm socks they're they're Sherpa fleeced on the inside and they're very loose cable knit on the outside and they have like a big button on the outer exterior ankle and they're really comfortable but not the most attractive things in the world and they're perfect for COVID inside wear you know what I mean when you're really not seen by anybody else um but and it's chilly or you've got an ankle biting puppy they really come in handy let me tell you (laughs) right we love our our reading socks don't we and um I was having such great success with them my husband actually asked for a pair yeah so I have been trying to um, lock down a size in his size feet. <laughs> um, let's see if I can get him a pair too. But um, you do guys, um, yeah, I, I, you've got some uh, people from Denver, Denver, <laughs> Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. Um, any of you guys wear uh, reading socks just for warmth? Or anybody in, in the north in, Can- in Canada or in Canada or America? Um, do you guys wear any uh, like really fluffy Sherpa socks? Um, and as I was doing my exploring, I also found out you can get Sherpa lined, um, I want to call them house pants, but they're like, uh, you know, jogging pants or whatever they were, but they're like thick Sherpa lined on the inside. So you just feel like you're walking in a giant blanket. And again, absolutely nothing attractive about these things, but we're talking pure comfort here. We're not, we're not talking, you know, runway model stuff. We just want to be so snugly comfortable. And, and I don't know about you, but when I craft, I have to be totally comfortable in what I'm wearing. I mean, I don't want anything tight or binding or something that doesn't stretch or go with me. And, um, it has to move with me because I, I, I do, I feel like I do a lot of calisthenics in the craft room and the, all those movements, you know, bending, stretching, reaching, pulling, dropping, picking up, getting, you know, up and off the chair, getting, falling off the chair, getting back up again, all that kind of stuff is like a workout in itself. So, uh, Yep, um, my my clothing has to be able to go with me. So I'm either in shorts or yoga pants or 
um, something that's um, really comfortable. Um, I call them, the <laughs> you know, those stretchy pants that are all available now. I call them the Walmart stretchies. Um, I got some Walmart stretchies and um, <laughs> um, just just super comfortable houseware. You know what I mean? And uh, since really nobody's coming to the door anymore, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, so now somebody's asking me about my, the scissors that I use commonly on the, uh, uh, on the videos. Um, a lot of times I use the, um, Fiskar easy action scissors because you squeeze them together as opposed to pull apart. So they're much easier with your hands. It gives, if you have any difficulty or pain with your hands, these are such a relief to use. Um, there are many companies that make such scissors. Um, but I personally have used these Fiskars and they're just such great workhorses. They just go, go and go and go and go and go. And I put them through a lot and I got the little tiny one and I got the big long one and that it covers everything. I find it, it does 99% of all my, my cutting needs. Um, and my hands are so much happier for it. Um, so, um, let's see what this bird's oh okay 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 so this was funny okay here's one i'm trying to figure out why on these junk journals uh, they're so jam-packed before the new owner gets it i understand you write in it but what about adding their own items if the book is so filled where they can they can't put anything in i'm really just trying to understand and i totally i totally understand that and um i think that there's uh, keep in mind that there's many kinds of junk journals and some are going to be more along the lines of a truly uh, writing stylized journal where it's meant for volumes to be written others might be lightly decorated with little spots and areas for you to write around there's kind of this you know writing around pictures and and decorations that has uh, kind of developed with um journals um, as time has gone on and then there's the type of journal it kind of got called a journal but um, so I heard somebody else phrase it a lookbook and I thought you know that's really a good name for it because um, some of the chunky monkey journals which are heavily stuffed uh, kind of um, style that I, I tend to be drawn towards a lot um, um, I kind of think of it as this is something that you may have found in an old attic in an old trunk and it's already been lived in like somebody's collection through life and they have already tucked in a lot of their mem memories their notes to self their little oddities and they may have little funny little flaps and folds and things and it's a kind of an experiential adventure book which you go through and you find a little something new every time you go through it and um um, so it's, it does veer off and veer away from the traditional understanding we have of journal, um, the word journal to journal something and to have the, um, the place to write volumes of, uh, notes about ourselves and our lives. But this is, it's just a journal of a different style. And I think if you can, um, embrace the fact that there are art journals and, um, you know, then there are, you know, tiny journals and giant journals and tomes and, and, uh, you know, and some are empty and some are full. It, it just, it doesn't matter. They're all different. They're all lovely and they all have a special place and, um, they all serve different needs, wants, 
wants and desires and uh, just make whatever you're compelled to make and and gift whatever you're compelled to gift and uh, just send it off into the universe with a a little blessing and and tell it to go have some fun. (laughs) So there you go. So um, I hope you guys had fun today. I know Sunny and I really enjoyed spending time with you. And um, this little Mr. Snuffleupagus and I wish you all the best. And we will talk to you really soon at our next podcast together. Take care, everyone. Have some fun today. Bye-bye.